Welcome, Ji. Welcome back to an episode of Kaka Yakazi. My guest today was Anika Zulfikar. Anika Zulfikar is an actor, a budding singer. Also, I'm not a budding singer. You're not a budding singer. No, not a budding singer. Uh, former YouTube personality. We don't talk about. We that. don't. We don't talk about the YouTube personality thing stuff. <laughs> uh, we get to speaking about her experiences in diaspora, her experiences <laughs> with traveling. We did. We did. Come on, we did. Um, don't be a contrarian. Just don't. Don't be a contrarian. Okay. Uh, we also spoke about uh, trauma, about healing, about uh, the importance of therapy, about the importance of holding, um, and about doing meaningful work. And also her latest uh, projects in the realm of acting in Pakistan. Say yeah. Or could I mean, I don't remember talking about any of this shit, but sure. This happened. This Perfect. happened just now. Amazing. Yes. We'll see. Enjoy. <laughs> Three, two, one. Anika Zulfikar. How are you doing, Anika? I'm Anika. Good. I'm going to go back to Anika. Yeah, it feels weird when you it, call it me. It does, Anika. right? Yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. Anika has that, that, oomph, that dramatic flair. Oh. I like it. Anika doesn't. You're, you're in like a tough spot now. I am, I am yeah. always in a tough spot because I I'm just talk too much. I'm not helping you out of it. I want the answer. Um, Gee. I like Anika, but Anika is good also. Diplo- I should say Diplomacy. So I was telling you about uh, uh, the problematic use of the N-word hmm. in Pakistan. Right. Right. So colloquial discourse, mein, there's a couple of uh, sources of learning English like media wise right uh-huh. so one of them is obviously rap music and that's where i learned right yeah. and uh we don't understand the context but they use a lot of n-words right right so but you grew out of it and then you realize it's in, improper everyone and you, has that you, process yeah huh? and you educate yourself Say. right um but at, at this age uh, having been abroad and all those things yeah even not having been abroad now having access to all this information um at some point you run out of excuses yeah. Right. You're just like, okay, Kazi, you can't. Not at this age, right? No. Um, so I went to a hip hop concert. Uh, not a. It's not a concert. It's a dance thing, right? Okay. And dude, you should have been there. It was. It was. The, it's the coolest thing Who on was earth. It? Uh, yeah. Um. So I. I have this friend. Uh, his name is Deshi. Uh, mm-hmm. He and he leads this group of dancers called Anarchy. Mm. Right. Which is I'm like, fuck yeah, Anarchy. Yeah. I, I'm down with Sounds that. Sounds sick. Yeah. Yeah. G. Told you, hey. Um. For everyone listening, uh. Achha, these mics were were procured for this reason. In Mishayad, you didn't come. Okay. But we'll come. Okay, take it. Haan, yeah, cool. whatever. So we're just poker face. Um, so, so there was a dance battle. Basically, it was a battle, right? And uh, one of the promoters, or whatever, they were mic jockeys or whatever, MCs. One of the MCs literally goes, y'all N-words, ready for this? And I'm just like, oh no, Ugh. right? Yeah, here. Here, and this guy's my age, right? Oh, right? So he, he's, so he's late 20s, early 30s. I'm like, uh, you know, but the thing is, here's the thing. Obviously, uh, not all brown people are brown. He did. Ha- he is a darker shade than I am. But it's not about the shade. It's about it's the not. history of violence. Yeah. That's what that, that word. And it's about... Um, you know uh, the agency that these people that those people were robbed of hmm. that's why they can use it and you can't it's exactly it's a little more complicated than the same way we can say Paki um, we shouldn't but we can yeah uh, and and you wouldn't like other people saying that hmm. to you because 
because of the same because there's a history of again subjugation and violence and um you know hijacking of narratives and that sort of thing um but um, anyway so he said y'all um, and and a lot of us ood and ah and we're like oh no because we were having a lot of fun yeah because you need to understand some of these people are walking on their hands and they're right. spinning on their heads uh-huh. and i'm just there uh-huh. for it mm. uh but um what's it called yeah so so the the other mc he goes on and tries to you know point out that that wasn't all right mm. which i had great appreciation for because it takes a lot to do that yeah and yeah. And, and but but the way he did it also there was tact uh, he didn't go yaar apne n word use kiya ye galat hai he goes oh so you're mine oh wait no i can't say that i can't say that ah, that's not something you know yeah. so so it was like it was i i appreciate that because yeah. a lot of the times um if you want to say something to someone you need to avoid antagonism Huh, right. Like, yeah. A lot of times, I think um, in my life, dil pe hot. A lot of times, I would have been very open to whatever advice was coming my way if I just hadn't been antagonized. Right. You know, of in course. some some uh, way you, or another. You go on the defensive yeah. instead of understanding what yeah. the person was trying to say. Yeah. Now that we now that we've uh, started off uh, with that, let's introduce you. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. Perfect segue. Yeah, of course. Find one. Find a segue. Uh, There is, is none. Is, no. There's a segue. Achika. So growing up in Canada. Oh. Did you? Oh wow. <laughs> I don't I'm know. I'm genuinely impressed. I, I didn't think you could segue that. Yeah, देखिए मैंने गुरूर नहीं किया. माशाल्लाह. माशाल्लाह. अल्लाह रहम करने वाला. सही. Um. So so. But, I did. You grew up in Canada. I no. I I did grow up saying the N word. Oh wow. Because I lived in Brampton. Okay. Um. Which <laughs> is in Canada. Yeah, yeah. It's in Canada. It's in Toronto. Uh-huh. Uh huh. It's the brownest place ever. It um, is. It's browner than Karachi. Oh Pe- yeah, people yeah, don't yeah, understand yeah, this. yeah, yeah. It's like called Bangladesh because of yeah, exactly. And I, I I'm not mad at that. Uh, no, not me either. Um, it's usually said with like racist connotation, but Piri. Yeah, fuck those guys. Fuck it, whatever. <laughs> um, yeah. So in school again, this the whole thing where it's like, oh, hip hop, this that. Your black friends were too, I guess, ashamed or whatever to say, hey, don't do that, or they themselves weren't like as educated on that because it was just teenagers were like 15 16 were they confused about where to put you because you're also not white you know so so it that's the thing though because I, like i said brampton is i i don't know what the actual numbers are but i want to say at least 60 to 70% uh desi i think that's reasonable sure Anna? yeah huh. um and i went to a catholic school so th- there was more of a balance there where it's like okay there's white people and then there's black people our school was 10 years before I went or maybe less it was almost predominantly black um yeah which is awesome i think i know <laughs> I don't but know. it 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 is but it's now i look back and i feel kind of sad i had gone to that high school i think in grade 10 and grade no grade 11 and 12 and i didn't have any black or even almost no brown friends I didn't. Mm-hmm. I just I don't know. Maybe it was because I went to theater and theater was like predominantly like like Italian and and some, you know, Asians like Filipinos. Yeah, to that must have made a difference. Maybe. How could it not, right? Honey for sure. And then I don't know. I I don't mm. think I get to judge my teenage self. No, no. No. Okay, no But no. it's also like it's kind of sad and disappointing that i had so many opportunities to learn about uh people's culture and get to know. Obviously I had a lot of respect always. um 
But boy, I don't know. But high school is just a whole trip. Like, I could go on and on about my high school. But but okay, so you're not done growing though, you know. True. Yeah. So so huh. there's no reason to. Huh. You know. No, but like yeah, we we everyone said the N word even in front of uh, black people. It wasn't until after high school that I was like, oh, yikes. This I is can't. this is not right. Some people never stop though. Right. 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 People like my age, your age, never stop. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's embarrassing. It's embarrassing and also um yeah, okay, to stop like I used to love saying it by the way. <laughs> I really thought I was part of a group, right? Because I was like, well, but look right. at me in the mirror. I'm not, you know, them, so I'm this, right? I'm obviously of th- this thing, right? Huh. Um I used to love saying it, but I think you need to have the ability to listen. Hmm. Right? Because so, so you're going to stop saying it for two reasons. One, you understand why you need to stop saying it, why it's problematic. Uh, there's that okay the other uh, reason for you to stop saying it is if you actually um, are alerted to what will happen if you keep saying it mm-hmm. there's also consequences right of course and there should be it, uh, absolutely 100% should be I honestly like because some of my guy friends sorry to cut you off no um, when they say it and they talk about oh a black guy almost saw them or saw them and did something I literally say to their faces I pray to God to get punched in the face one day mm-hmm. and you would deserve it. Mm-hmm. You would fucking deserve it. Mm-hmm. Well, see, again, see that, so that's, there's that, but the other way where you don't need to get punched in the face and you could still stop saying it is you just start listening to what I the connotation they is. they would even stop saying it then. Log bahad hi totem. Log to mashallah se. Yeah. Like they will keep saying it just to prove a point. What's the point? Um, that you can't gatekeep words. Uh, that it's a hip hop word. Oh, it shouldn't exist in vocabulary at all because it's demeaning. So why should anyone get to say it? Well, precisely because it's demeaning is why uh, someone should get to say it because it was used to demean them. It's like reclaiming right? it. Reclaiming yeah. their agency, yeah. right? Yeah. Uh, at least objectively, that makes sense. You know? Like, I don't um, know You're an actor. <laughs> <laughs> just 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 supreme segue skills Amazing. so so no, no, no. i want a proper segue okay I'm for it. okay okay it. so anika you're um you so you went to high school in canada and you mentioned that you also did theater so you're an actor oh there you go very fantastic okay so so the, the bug's always been there to act to perform um, kind of uh it's actually a funny story okay um, like I said, I went to Canada in when I was 16. You move okay. So you let's drag back again. Ah, Pakistan me Yeah. And then you moved to Canada when you were 16. I wish it was that simple. Okay. It's not. Okay. Um, I moved there when I was four or five. Okay, fantastic. Uh, I was there for five, six years in Montreal. Okay. And then we moved back when I was, I think, Dasalkiti okay. uh, And then we went to Pindi. Actually, no, we lived in Karachi for a few years, I think two years, and then we went to Pindi. I still identify as a Pindi boy. Girl. I was there for... <laughs> girl, whatever. I was there for like six years, I think. Wait, so you don't want you don't identify as a Karachi person? I was born in Karachi. That's so about it. So then you are a Karachi I mean, person. Yeah. Well, the whole time I was in Pindi, I had it up, up my behind that I was from Karachi. You are. I am. Um, but now I'm just like, eh, it's fine. It's, you know... Karachi. It's, again, one of the... Karachi. <laughs> It's one of those things, the whole immigrant spiel. It's mm-hmm. like cliche now. It's like, where is home? You never really know. Yeah, I I, I tend to agree with that. Mm. Uh, there, there is that concept. I, I will not even pretend to know how to pronounce the word, but um, there's that concept in diasporic literature of uh, the home that never was or the home that no longer exists, right? 
you were at home in Karachi when you were born here. Mm. But then, you know, and that's the that's the price you pay. And we'll be quote ka hisa mat na samajh dar niyo. We quote ka hisa ki and that's the price you pay for loving and living in multiple places and loving multiple people. मतलब from all different you know backgrounds and stuff. So yeah, I I I agree. I I don't know where home is. I was born in Hyderabad. I was I lived in Hyderabad till I was sixteen, and I I swear to God I I never thought. I would have sworn that I never wanted to leave. I wanted to die in Hyderabad. Yeah. But then I moved to Karachi and I'm like, oh, well, now I never want to leave Karachi. By the way, I was dragged to Karachi. I didn't <laughs> want to leave. I didn't want to come to Karachi. And then I was dragged out of Karachi. I didn't want to go to Kuala oh Lumpur. When did this happen? I was, I was 19. I was t- when I was 20. Uh, I wanted to do my university here. I want to live in Karachi for the rest of my life. Mm. I was dragged to Kuala Lumpur. I was like, I don't right. want to go to Kuala Lumpur. Mm. Then I fell in love with Kuala Lumpur. I was like, no, I don't want to leave Kuala Lumpur. Then I was dragged to Toronto. And they're like, Yeah, I'm like I don't want to go to Toronto, but then I fell in love with Toronto. They're like, "Oh, now you're going to go come back to Karachi." Now I'm now I'm here. <laughs> kind of full circle, but not really. Yeah. Uh, the last one I took the decision myself. I was like, I want to go back. I'll agency go back. is very important, oh, it's I think. The, the most. Yeah, even if you know it's going to be the best thing for you, that your agency is most important. Yeah, yeah. Beral, I am sorry uh, that I segued from your segue of the. You know what's funny is I actually remember what we were talking about. That never happens. Yeah, bus, mashallah, say that's. I think we're about to go off into. Dude, let's go, dude. Let's go right now. All right, let's go. So you were so so sixteen. Yes. Uh, multiple back and forths, but then finally you end up in Canada. Vapis in Canada in grade eleven, and again the whole thing where I didn't know where I belonged. I actually, my sister and I wore hijab. Uh, I wore it until I was 18. Okay. Uh, she wore it until she was 22. Okay. So she only quit very recently. But uh, it it wasn't your decision to wear the hijab. It's weird because what do you really expect from a nine-year-old? Because I started when I was nine. Okay. So then the whole thing of agency also comes into that, where it's like, can you really trust a nine-year-old to make a conscious decision? No. No. I. thought I wanted to get married at 16. I was almost engaged at 16. That's a whole other story. Have I never told you that one? You've t- never told me any of this. Maybe I'll talk about it. Maybe you will. Yeah. <laughs> um but yeah, no. What what do you really know at that age? You don't. Mm. Um but what's funny is when I've noticed that other, you know, women online who are visibly hijabi and then they quit. I, I didn't have that struggle. I was not <laughs> visible then by anyone. Mm-hmm. Uh at all. Like I was completely invisible. I'm okay. kidding. I'm not. Kidding. No, I, I was not. <laughs> I, th- I, I was John. I, I, I was John here? Cena. Uh, I'm kidding. <laughs> anyway, um, that's terrible. <laughs> that's horrible, dude. That's terrible. But I dad jokes, right? I'm old. Come on. No, no, that's terrible on my part. Oh, okay. Um, where the fuck was I? Oh, you were telling me about how you were did not ha- go through the struggles of. <laughs> What I was saying is, they say you have a choice until you take it off, and suddenly. you are vilified for it mm-hmm. even though in like throughout everyone tells you it's your choice to wear it mm-hmm. it's not until you quit that you realize that it never really was because there's a huge backlash that's waiting for you also vilified the, the people who are vilifying you i have a bone to pick with them because so you're telling me you're the ideal muslim mm. like you're telling me if i opened up the book you're you're meeting all the parameters see that's the thing though yeah. it's kind of the flip of that where it's like the person who's wearing the hijab is the representation sure so they're like okay we're pu- we're pinning like you to represent us so now suddenly you take it off 
because to a certain degree it's true you are visibly muslim you are sure. it is harder the for beard sure and the hijab. Yeah, huh. yeah, yeah. it is harder for sure you're attracting a lot more um hate a lot of racism a lot of islamophobia uh, a lot of othering from your peers whether they're muslim or non-muslim so it is a struggle for sure sure but it is not taken lightly at all when the person decides to take it off like they're not met with um mercy or compassion kindness, compassion none of that or peace no no mm. it's like oh how dare you mm -hmm. um i you were gonna say something i was gonna ask you how where you caught the bug and you were telling me about you took the hijab off at 18 huh so 16 to 18 that's yeah, yeah. so i you know felt very self-conscious about it because suddenly the hijab you had asked if it was my choice it was to a certain degree and it wasn't to another mm -hmm. i wore it because it was convenient i think mm -hmm. yeah it was very convenient to be seen as a good girl and to not be questioned i didn't used to pray i didn't used to fast even i don't think um i tried to be a good muslim in other ways uh now looking back i really wish i hadn't shamed myself out of sorry it's okay I wish I hadn't. Oh. Oh, snap. Salaam alaikum, Shah. No, it's not Shah. <laughs> Wait. Oh, it's the... Oh. Salaam alaikum, Sayyid Saab. <laughs> I, I, always Shah first, right? Uh, what am I going to do? Oh, sweet. Oh, Mike. Oh, I can feel the tension right through the... It's it's what it is, man. Oof. It's that intensity. It's what right. are you going to do? I'll set it up. I'll make sure. Thank you. You're welcome. I appreciate you. Um... Where was I? I have no idea now. <laughs> Perfect. Beautiful. He's got me ah, all, all so, hot and bothered. Oh, I'm so sorry. <laughs> um, you, you, were, you were t telling me about how they vilify you and how you become symbolic and you weren't, you didn't used to pray. You didn't used to fast. Exactly. So, uh, you know, I was, you know, uh, just all of the auntie's favorite and I, I fucking, I, just to think I was that person is very weird. I feel like I've lived a few lifetimes. But yes, up top. So then when we came to Canada, obviously that's taken away. Suddenly it's like, okay, am I doing this for myself and because I want to for God or am I doing this for validation? And suddenly the validation wasn't there anymore. Right. So then I was like, I started to panic. I went into like a whole identity crisis mode. Obviously at 16, 17, you yeah. start to. Yeah. Um, so I was extremely anxious. Um, I wouldn't even go into the cafeteria. Uh, I would go to the library or the washroom for lunch holy shit yeah, yeah yeah i was just like and no one was demonizing me it was just i think it was all in my head because again everyone generally where i was from they were very tolerant um and my sister also wore a hijab and everyone you know it was in my head and i was just like yeah i'm not being my true self i was i felt removed from myself even at that age for various reasons um and then yeah uh one day i just uh decided that well apparently all the freaks and the people who don't belong go to theater right so that's how i ended up there all the freaks and the people who don't belong exactly and it's kind of true to a certain degree but it's also just like glee and high school musical who kind of you know. yeah they've kind of <clears throat> they've kind of yeah. yeah 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 sure i'm glad i did though yeah uh, just, I, I am also glad that you did that mm -hmm. makes two of us um so so then you then you go into acting or theater at least mm -hmm. right theater acting mm -hmm. at the age of uh 16 16 mm. to what to what uh to what end did you did you see yourself acting on stage uh, in in movies or what was it i think i didn't even know i could act until i 
um, I I did a monologue one okay. time. Okay. And I just caught a glimpse of my drama teacher nudging his assistant, being like, "Look at her." Mm-hmm. And I was like, "Okay, I guess I can act." And sure. Because I, I so basically I did. Okay, I'm not gonna get into the technicality of it. What happened? But um, I would we'd get the marks back for our performances because okay. we there was I I went theater, to a theater club and I also went to drama class. Okay. Um, so I I get my test results back and stuff and they'd be good and I'd be like okay I guess I can act and mm. generally it 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 felt very um not to be cliche very healing very okay. grounding okay um. It was very meditative uh, to memorize and then go up on stage and say it. And the whole adrenaline of, of being on stage and having an audience. Losing yourself in the character. Oh, um, yeah. I don't think it That's really cliched. got... No, no, it's not cliche. It's actually true. Yeah. It didn't get to that point, I think, until my last year of high school. Uh, where, yeah, I got like the tiniest, tiniest possible role. Um, and even in the first one, I, I was so happy to get a part. But then I found out that everyone aud- who auditioned got a part. Yeah, it was one of those. Okay. Okay, <laughs> okay, okay. Fine. That's yeah, fine. Yeah, yeah. yeah, that's fine. Um, but yeah, it was, it was a very small part, but I just just played it to the max that I could. I was really good at that. I was always very, very emotional. Okay. So I was like, okay, I can channel my feelings into this. It was the role of a mother who had uh, lost her daughter and it was like a press conference. Yeah. So that that was the scene and I was the mother and I it was very and I was that was a really rough time in my life as well. So it really helped me channel everything that I mm. felt into that. Mm. So it became addicting in that sense. Okay. Um I don't think I got lost in the character as much as I got lost in the whole experience of putting on a play and and getting close to all of your you know cast and your crew and your teacher and belonging the belonging somewhere Ex- exactly that 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 intense like need and search for belonging was almost immediately fulfilled with that mm-hmm. leaving me completely broken at the end of every theater production and yeah it's i'm kind of still i don't think i'm going through that right now but when i was leaving once i kind of Right, so we need to get to that as much as we can talk about it. (laughs) 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 Just just skirting the line. But okay, so from that, there was that whole stint uh, on YouTube and stuff. And then you moved past it. um, Because that's all we'll talk about that. Uh, (laughs) And um, so then you amassed a bit of a following. Yes. Right. Is there, do you think there is a, there's an equivalency between theater where um, the, the audience is right there to social media audiences because you have quite a bit of followers on Instagram and stuff, right? So it, did, did, did the theater at all prepare you for that? Mm, I, It's almost like I have that in a vacuum, if that makes sense. And I think in our conversations, maybe you've realized, I, I don't think about it. And for sure, no, theater do, didn't at all. Mm. Theater is just so, I think that's the beauty of theater as well. It's very obscure, mm-hmm. okay. um, right? Sure, yeah, it um, is, yeah. It's a visual experience. Um, I, unless you're like a huge Broadway theater actor, I don't think there is much recognition on mm-hmm. such a digital platform. You know what I mean? So can anything prepare you for that kind of rise in social, into prominence in social media? At you know, I really don't think anything can mm-hmm. unless you, you're used to being the center of attention. 
So you're unless you're a narcissist, is what you're saying. <laughs> sure. No, I mean no. I, you could be at the center of attention and not be a narcissist. I mean, I wouldn't know. Uh-huh. But anyway, uh, no. But I, it's weird though, because for me, again, I went from being like extremely socially anxious, um, like literally hiding in the washroom to avoid people in the cafeteria. Yeah. That, to, that's an upsetting image, no? <laughs> yeah, that's that's heavy. I see it as my origin story. You know, I, I romanticize the fuck out of my life. Like it's 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 how I survive. It's I You did anything, go to drama school and stuff. I mean sure, yeah, but also yeah. like I anything bad happens, I'm like main character moment check. Sure, sure. You know what I mean? So I'm like, oh this is this is for the plot, clearly. Yeah. Um dissociation i guess <laughs> yeah it <laughs> or, works or, or turning it into your strength which is what you're doing honestly i definitely do see it as that and i think romanticizing my life has served me quite a bit well th- there's only one of you right so mm. you are going through your um, character development arc and and inshallah True. You know. and I, you know i generally hope that you know i i wish for people that they're able to look at their life the same way because you attract more of the that kind of energy when you are open to it yeah they could not uh shifting your paradigm can save your life mm-hmm. it's everything right mm-hmm. um victor frankl he, he was a f- psychotherapist uh he, he was also someone who survived two nazi death camps being a jew survived two nazi death camps and you know when asked he's like what's important is not to tally how many people died mm. i'm paraphrasing but what's important is to figure out why even one survived because you're not meant to survive things like this and yet people do right Mm -hmm. and his answer was that's because the people who survived had a had a grasp on their meaning governing principles and that can be whatever it doesn't have to be faith i mean faith is the easiest because it's 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 divine and there's strength in that but it could be your great love for uh, a craft it could be your a uh, great love for a person it could be mm-hmm. anything mm-hmm. you know but it sustains you existentially oh yes and for sure. uh, and, and yeah dude I, yeah i guess you just have to figure that out on your own yeah very true but sorry that, uh, completely just go just go what's it called but uh, do we turn around or do we take another tangent from a tangent i think i i meant to say something and i went off uh. so i think i can go back to that thing huh? i think i was going to say um when you're actually not used to being validated in, in the in the way that that amount of people do you kind of become hooked onto it sure um i don't know how i didn't I'm thinking because again, I feel like I'm still kind of in denial that like I do have a following and people know me and, you know, sometimes I get stopped in the street, like even in Canada, it's happened. And but I think it's the whole other thing where I feel like I will only take it in. Maybe I probably knowing myself, I won't even then I really just see the weight of it when I feel like I have earned it or if it's for something that I want to be known for, which is acting. Okay. Which is, inshallah, very soon. Inshallah, yeah. inshallah. Yeah, I, I I hope so too. But you know what that is, right? That's imposter syndrome. I mean, how did you, you, you have it. I mean, you have the following because, you know, whatever. Because it was ordained. True. Right? Yeah. So then it's yours. Yeah, I, you know? that, that's so true because I was actually explaining this to one of my friends and he was he was telling it to someone else. And I it's nice to hear it affirmed from someone else because sometimes you're not able to explain because mm-hmm. it's like imposter syndrome yeah 
it's yeah. it really sabotages you because um you can't see your worth past what you what your flaws are sure right sure um one thing that helps me actually with imposter syndrome is looking at my myself my achievements objectively mm-hmm. and being like okay if uh, like almost like like a cv whether it's personal um achievements or it's um professional yeah. you look at it and you're like I would have been like, yeah, you got the job. Yeah. You know what I mean? I mean, you got here, man. You know, like you need to give yourself a pat on the back for that. Because the thing is, a lot of us will wait um, to accomplish something before we give ourselves a pat on the back. Right. I think uh, giving yourself a pat on the back is as simple as just giving yourself a pat on the back. But I don't know. Is is having is having amassed a following something that's worth giving? No, it, it, it's a consequence. No, zahir hai. It is a consequence. It's a consequence. Wo to ab nahi zahir hai. Is baat pe nahi ki yar mere jo lakh follower hoga to ab me apne aap ko shabashi dungi nahi. But you did something to get it. People have parties when they get like a hundred k or ten k. Because they know how to monetize it, and then it's money. <laughs> that's right? not, and that's good like, like i wish i could fantastic. be one of those people you know what i mean and it's true it's um i always say this like followers and clout is a currency now 100 is yeah. always has been though i mean sure yeah. yeah but like directly like the followers mm-hmm. means brand deals and how much they're willing to pay you yeah. according to how much and that's why a lot of people end up and that's the other thing about your uh followers is that they're all actually genuine yeah. followers right mm-hmm. because a lot of people will then what they what they'll do is to to shortcut to, to kind of circumvent the whole work that goes into it they'll just buy followers huh. right and that'll end up getting them brand deals as well you know no, until actually, uh, yeah until yeah. the brands get savvy which is what they've done now and they're ah, like exactly. oh nahi ye party nahi exactly <laughs> you know exactly yeah um it's a it's a it's a dangerous thing to go down i think definitely instant gratification and all those things oh for sure yeah yeah but beral uh so so you were in canada till very recently doing theater mm-hmm. right and then you got an opportunity which is why you came back which is why you were in hunza mm-hmm. um and what, what okay so what are we at liberty to discuss C- can we at least know when it's coming out no i would tell you if i knew oh we're running into delays oh, okay that's fine that's when, fine yeah yeah that's fine as these things happen. Uh, i mean they probably just hopefully planned it. by mid <laughs> no nah, they're just like we ah, don't nee, know. Nee, nee, nee. just for the culture we'll uh, delay it a yeah, bit yeah what you don't know can't hurt you true i mean no no that's that's so false I, I guess. <laughs> why did i just agree with that i don't know nee, uh, I, I, confidence because i said with confidence mashallah, mashallah. Uh, and i, and I fake, fake this accent you know diaspora you know? complexes and all I those things know, of course uh-huh. you know it's funny i've because i talked to my friends and my sister and they're like is that a karachi accent i hear and i was like code switching it's a thing exactly it's a thing yeah yeah, yeah, and you know my english isn't like this but because i'm talking to you (laughs) or i'm sure because the code switches when you it's societal imperatives Hmm. it's it's external validation external sources of just validation or imperatives or what have you or whatever the conventions are and they govern our interactions like you know um the the way i speak to someone like say hamza bhai is not the way i'll talk to you it's just not going to happen like that you know because codes and codes which is yeah uh, hmm. so so you, you can't tell me uh when it's coming out midsummer yeah but midsummer haha yeah, midsummer <laughs> So this is a proper serious acting gig that you've come back for. Yes. 
um are you looking to do this now full time i mean i always have yeah um but uh, like you know movies and television in pakistan it depends it depends if it's uh something like this i think um alhamdulillah alhamdulillah i've really hit the jackpot with this um allah kamyab karega inshallah inshallah um i know that these like projects like these aren't very common okay in pakistan mm-hmm. so who knows inshallah i'm i'm hopeful that i get to do my thing is ke mujhe the work that i want to do i want it to be meaningful and impactful. see that's a problem right like you, exactly. you, it's it's not that's what i was going to ask you that was my my next segue <laughs> locked, locked <laughs> and loaded oh, is, you're ready. Uh, is is do you um cuz if you associate worth and meaning with your work then you will want it to mean something exactly. right and I, i have i think at least spoken to two other former actresses and former only because they were like there was not enough meaningful work there were only right. vampish roles or Say. um the you know the sati savitri i don't know how, how to pronounce that savitri savitri yeah. uh, you know you know the the, the obedient daughter of or daughter in law the good girl the yeah. decent yeah mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and then there's I'm never going to play a good girl character unless never. uh unless i get paid extremely well yeah dude so so okay so or there's a price n- n- probably not uh what? no what, what, okay what, what if 50 lakhs <laughs> you know what if they're just like take this money there would have to be other factors involved but uh no no if it's just yeah if, if, so, so, so no black and white characters you black want nuances white, nuances sure but i think because i've played into the whole good girl thing in the past right 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 um and that is primarily what i do oh Uh so my segue into uh film acting was through music videos. Through music videos. Yeah, Interesting. Yeah, like Indian music videos. So I did a lot of good girl roles in that. Oh, even in those. Huh. Okay, so you're sick of those. Huh. But also like I just don't want to feed into it. Okay. Yeah, because I know the consequences. I've faced them. Right. Right, right, right. So it is it's it's a personal thing for you then. Huh, you were going to say something. Oh, so no, yeah. I was just going to say I had designs mm. of uh, losing I think I need to lose maybe 5 or 6 more kilos. Oh, sh- yeah. Shave my head. Um grow out my beard and then I will try uh to be cast as the villain in in all dramas. Every kind of drama. Just cast me as the villain. Look at me. You do not look like a villain. Look look at him. I absolutely do. No. I don't know. No. <laughs> You're not doing it. Okay. No. Maybe if I grew my beard out, I don't know, man. But villain roles are fun. Dude, I I think there is especially now with the rise of anti-heroes and anti-scripts and uh, you know the antagonist not being as black and white as they used and, to be. And who's to say what a villain looks like and what he doesn't? That's it, dude. Right? You yeah. Know? Yeah. Mm. Uh, why am I shaving my head? Y- you're fine as you are. Uh, maybe yeah, maybe yeah. I'm just a villain like this. Oh, that kind of concerning <laughs> yeah i guess uh, but whatever <laughs> oh, that would be the perfect villain then right because i'm an assuming ah, you know nice. and and this is uh, like very well curated you put this together just so you don't look like a villain yeah, just so i don't look like a villain it's working yeah, yeah. trim my beard you've, you've you won know, my I, trust and yeah, I, yeah everything i wear glasses do you even know if i need to wear glasses I do. I've worn glasses since I was nine years old. It's fine. Uh, but what's it called? One of the most fun things that I've done recently is, uh, you know, so Sayed Saab is doing the project Mashra. Uh, we're not going to talk about it too much, but mm. so there was casting call. Um, and so I sat in on some of the auditions. Auditions, yeah. And some of these people are just 
fantastic mm. right and, and i'm just sitting there going what mm. and that's where i you know you start to shift paradigms because so say for I'm, i'm just this is all hypothetical now i'm not talking about the project but say for instance you have to uh say for instance you have to talk uh, you have to uh, audition for the role of a a abusive husband mm. right um so there's this one guy he's like my size my height right he's very loud he's kind of robust but that's a cliche that's a stereotype that's like yeah if you if you if you this is this is sensitive obviously but if you think of someone who is abusive in the domestic situation you think of someone like that that makes sense right so that was one of the auditions next dude comes in 6 foot 3 clean shaven right thick head of hair good looking colored eyes and i'm just, i'm just, i'm like but this is way more terrifying exactly because this is completely acceptable in society you never see how could this guy be yeah. wrong you know how could this guy be do anything wrong you know patriarchy and all those things sure but even otherwise this guy is the is like the quintessential hero of course you know yeah he's tall he's like mm. he's 6 foot 2 he's good looking built and superhero like, yeah. yeah instant and i'm like this is freaking me out absolutely cast this guy mm. <laughs> you mm. know so it's just um it's stuff like this that really mm. i mean you want to at least encourage critical thought about what a hero is or of what course. a villain is and um, all those things right mm. well yebi and okay as soon as we 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 look at someone we already put them in a good or bad box just by what they look like sure. uh, especially their features which are very um affected by eurocentric standards sure you know it's it's very it's clear as day you sure. you will hardly ever see a beautiful dark-skinned person in a positive role sure this actually happened to me while at me like someone who is aware of these stereotypes it's it's very subconscious right it's like built in Uh, I was watching a drama with my mom one time, and I'm not obviously not gonna name actors. Um, this actor, you? huh? Aren't you? No, I'm not. Okay, all right. I know because I I love okay. him, and I don't want to, you know, say that I thought that he was the villain immediately. Okay, but you uh, did. I did because he has only ever played villain roles. He he has darker skin. He has like a more, uh, I guess, stern face. But I think mostly for the dark skin is why they cast him for negative roles, and he wasn't p- playing a negative role this time. Oh, and I was like. Oh. Oh no. I was like, "Wait, wait, 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 wait. This guy's bad." She's like, "Nay, that's that's the that's the heroine's brother. He's the good guy." And I was like, "I immediately thought that he was the villain." Just cuz he's been stereotyped because of his skin in a lot of villain roles. That doesn't make you feel good, right? No. Like, but the thing is, the societal imp- societal programming It is, is programming. It's powerful though. Yes. You know, yeah. you, you can't blame yourself. No, no, but it's more so like uh, damn, like I expected better from myself cuz I think hey, that's a whole other thing. Yeah. That's a whole other thing we could get into. Just go, go into it. I also lost my train of thought. Oh, wonderful. Uh so Beautiful. the 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 thing is, you know when you were describing this person, I'm like, yeah, that's me, man. I can definitely be a villain, guys. Yes. Yeah, right? Yes, 100%. Yeah. Thank you. Thank yeah. you. And that's all I wanted, really. Yeah, 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 I just yeah. wanted that. Yeah. Um so We met on Clubhouse. Yes, we did. Segway Central. Yes. We we met on Club <laughs> we met on Clubhouse as I did with a lot of other people Nazar Ali Bhai. I mean spoke no no Ali Bhai I knew before Clubhouse. Mm-hmm. Ali Bhai I, I'd been on his podcast. Um and he might be coming here. So ah, yeah, inshallah, nice. inshallah. Oh yeah, yeah, I just spoke with him. Yeah. Ago, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So so he, we might 
we might do a podcast. You want to be on a podcast with him? Fuck yeah. Yeah, let's, let's do, do that. It. Yeah. yeah. Just talk all the shit, all the diasporic shit. Let's talk. Uh, what's it called? Um, but yeah, so we spoke on Clubhouse for the first time. And the first time we talked, we were making fun of each other's names. Right? I need to, because how could I do a podcast with you and not say Anika Janika? Right? How could I not? I thought you were saving it for the end, but good. No, no. No, you couldn't resist. Yeah. No, I can't. No. I mean, we can do it no. again. We can do it twice. Ah, of course. Yeah, yeah of course. Yeah. Of course. It doesn't get old to me. Yeah, not at all. At least, Never. right? And that's also why I refuse to pronounce your name properly. Say. And I, I, it feels weird when you call me Anika and yeah. Anika. I'm like, Anika, it, it just has that flair. And also, then I can say Anika Janika. Yeah, hmm. Anika. Yeah, ab Anika ko Janika. Do you have more spins on it or is that? Yeah, but like, yeah. I think I'm generally yeah. slow right and and I'm, and I'm also a simple person so same because i'm happy with these three mm. i don't <laughs> that's it i was like i'm happy that's you know? fine take it you have to be uh just you just I have don't to, need be to be you know on my toes and be like fuck what's coming next yeah. just like anika janika, anika right. janika. yeah that's it. it um let's yeah. stamp that let's uh copyright uh, an- it. anika ko nahi see i i can i can right right <laughs> oh no but what's it called okay yeah so what were your experiences so obviously not divulging any details that you can't what were your experiences like in hansa oh i mean so so we all i mean not we all but i've at least seen uh the shah the shah on your stories mario nera and you know the wonderful bond that you've made with these people but what was your experience like interacting so with them but also just doing the work like now you're essentially doing what you want to do yeah inshallah. inshallah so so how's that um it felt very surreal i think okay um because i had asked for exactly this from allah from mm-hmm. the universe i had put hunza like the view from baltet fort um on my vision board that's uh, ridiculous for dude. 2020 actually Mashallah. um yeah um and i was on a camping trip uh in june of this year um with the producer and director of the last play that i did who are very good friends of mine now um and they're so kind they just took me under their wing because i uh, say their names yeah 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 huh. um andre newell and uh tara patterson okay. yeah i love them so much yeah yeah and what's they're the play like, that you did uh antigone presented by the girls of saint catherine it's it's actually um on youtube it's on youtube yeah yeah, yeah. it's yeah, on yeah. youtube all right yeah okay you might need a password but it's, it's yeah. let's not let's not get into that okay, i'll okay. give you the password oh uh, yeah watch it. I'm, i get the pack i have a password yeah yeah uh, you got Annika. it <laughs> <laughs> i'll keep doing it i'm sorry i'll stop i'll, st- I'll stop no no, no. I, no I, i'm genuinely so amused by it like i'm surprised you haven't been doing it more anyway okay um so I was on a camping trip with them after we we wrapped uh we finished the the play um and um we we were pulled over at a at a gas station and ekdam se baat chhi randomly just small talk uh, random talk while we we're on the way okay would you prefer to live in a city or in a in a small town because we were passing through a small town and I was like I would love to be in a small town for work and I was like specifically I'd actually love to be in the mountains acting oh, wow. specifically hunza because okay. i had been to hunza in 2018 yeah 
um, fell in love with the place. There's something magical about it. So I've just never just been though. Something, no, you have to go. I'm I'm going again probably in March. Come with me. I will. Yes, inshallah. I yeah. mean it. Yeah. yeah, yeah okay. It's amazing. Um, I don't know if it's the scenery or if it's the people or if it's just just the magic that's in it's, the air. It's definitely right? a, a combination, right? Uh-huh, for yeah. sure. Hundred percent literacy rate uh, doesn't hurt. Uh huh. Uh-huh, yeah, it's it's utopic. Yeah, it really is. Yeah. Michelle um, always says that uh, it's a cult and they're all covering it up, and it's, I I say it's because he just can't trust good things. I mean, Shah is is um, positively. He's very positive, very positively positive. critical, and and I no, and no, no, I, very positive, not at all, not at all. He's not positive no. at all. <laughs> but I, I, Shah would be a wonderful villain, dude. He terrifies me sometimes. Oh, for good reason. Of course, yeah, right? Yeah. Um, I I think as far as t- talent goes, I've met very few people that are as talented as him. Like yes. the way his mind works, mm-hmm. right? And also how in tune he is with his own style of uh, content creation. You know, and I know content creation is a bad phrase to use around people because I'm content, I'm just a person. Cool, dude. Okay, but content creator isn't a bad thing. We're all making content. Right. Writers are content mm. creators. Producers and directors, everyone's it's a content creator. Art. Actors, yeah. all mm. content creators. Um, he's so in tune with, yeah. uh, you know, allegories and farces and it, it's just fantastic. But he terrifies me because of that stoic expression. Oh yeah, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He could hundred percent be a villain. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. It's so funny. Uh, you have to get him on the show. It'd be hilarious. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah, but like, yeah, the last time I met him is the only time I met him. I had stopped the podcast. Oh, uh-huh, that's right. Uh, and, and, uh-huh. and, and you know, we were chilling in the studio, or last while studio, while I while I was you know tearing it down, and he was there, and he's just like, I would have liked to be on your podcast, just like that, and I'm just like, yeah, dude, you're always welcome. He's like, well. I'm here now. And I'm like, well, I, I've stopped, you know, I've already, I've done the last episode. What was that live podcasting? Yeah, the live podcasting was, uh, so what I would do is I would get a guest and we'd sell tickets. We'd book a venue. Uh, me with uh, Natalia Gold from The Jungle PK. Uh, she's a wonderful comedian and, and, and also a content creator. Um, and uh, we would just get a guest. So we did it thrice. Um, and it was general, generally a good experience because I wasn't expecting uh, 60-odd people to just sit there and listen to us have a conversation. Mm. It's eerie sometimes because this is comfortable. Yeah, After, yeah, once yeah. you get used to the cameras, oh, this is like, course. okay, whatever, just you two people talking. You forget that it's yeah. there. Yeah. yeah. But you can't forget that 50 people are sitting there, exactly. right? They're coughing and they're breathing and some of them are ordering drinks or whatever, right? And we're just talking. So yeah. the first one was me and Akbar Chaudhary, brilliant, brilliant comedian. You, if you haven't, you must check him out. I will. Yeah, mm. great. Mm. Truly a, a proper comedian, you know. Um, the second one was Shazad, you know Shazad, right? And those were good back and forths. And, and I think conversations of that sort work with an audience. Third one was Kaf Ghaznavi. Now she is a brilliant theater actor and uh, she's also a teacher and she's done she's done a lot of good work and, and the conversation mainly revolved around stigmas around acting what's proper what's improper decency uh, haya sharam and uh, women empowerment and all those things right but i realized that that conversation is suited for a podcast and not for a life right you know mm-hmm. you need to pick and choose so that's what it was uh that's what i was doing or unfortunately tabishanita Right, so he, he, I just missed him and on all of those. So I would definitely. Because I think you had invited me. I remember. Of course, You're I. Like, have. Then I was like, wait, is, 
how's that live podcast how's that just not an interview in front of people because so they get to interact with you Huh. Wait, so it would be it would be recorded and it'd be recorded. So that the, the hope was eventually. Oh, I wish I came to that. I you know, I would have came recipe. I would have come like in Yeah. Unless I go into my shell again, which I have a habit of doing. You could you want to go into your shell? Right now? I mean right now I think I'm okay. You're okay right now. But I tend to hermit quite a bit. Yeah. Yeah, they cool. So uh Freud uh, came up with the concept of cognitive capital. You know like like financial capital or what have you um which is finite. You also have finite co- cognitive capital and you need to replenish it. Mm. Now some people can replenish it by simply working out mm. or going to therapy. Mm. Other people it's a little more difficult to replenish it for, yeah. right? So maybe you becoming a hermit is how you replenish your cognitive capital. I do. I do. I definitely I think sorry. I think um quarantine also had to do a lot with it, the lockdown, um being by yourself so much. Uh that was like I think at first the time of my life because I was like I have no one to talk to, no yeah. one to be answerable to. This is the best thing ever. Okay. Um and I think in recent years I haven't really been able to come not even just lockdown like before it's like I think I used to be an extrovert and then I I just like became an introvert and then because of this project seeing people every single day so that's another factor. Mm-hmm. Um I think I learned to be more extrovert and I like it. Mm-hmm. I like it. But again, it's constantly questioning myself and being like is this temporary? Is this artificial? Is this just made up because I'm in a certain environment and I'm putting on a mask and I'll, maybe I won't be as social when I go back to Canada. Probably Interesting. Yeah. It's Interesting. weird. I think you are definitely at a crossroads. Uh, we were definitely. talking about this before the podcast. Yeah. Uh once you hit 25 mm. is when you're again I haven't read the scientific literature but it has been quoted to me with confidence. Mm. And so I repeat it. Um <laughs> once you hit 25 is when your brain stops developing, right? Yeah. So that's when you've sorted out what kind of a person you are. Usse pehle aapko pata hi nahi tha. And to that end, I think ye wali bhi jo dichotomy of introvert extrovert, I think you're just sometimes you have the resources to deal with certain things and other times you don't mm-hmm. and you know there doesn't need to be anything else to it It's th- that in itself makes sense true i think it's also the whole extroversion thing came from maria as well who i was attached at the hip to in marionera yeah okay yeah yeah wo apna naam kaise bolti hai maria maria marionera ha main unko maria bol raha hu everyone yeah almost everyone does it's like one of her pet peeves ha anika aur maria merch as well cool stuff dude she's doing some 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 oh yeah interesting amazing things. singer yeah. oof, oof. and also that she's not even any of these things she's actually a she, singer she's a singer azanoria let's get back to the podcast um, <laughs> and talk about so so we were we were you talking can keep this in if you want uh, to. Yeah, we should keep in uh, the <laughs> fact that all of us have homicidal tendencies tendencies yeah um and you you were saying about how there's been a point in life when you've been and i, have, yeah. I think it's uh, you you said that it's it's comforting for you to hear other people admit at least ki ha hame bhi hota hai Yeah. you know because otherwise you feel alone you huh. feel like there's you something wrong with you disgusting yeah, right like sure. why would you want to kill people like yeah. i i wouldn't even hurt an ant and suddenly i wanted to kill a person mm-hmm. 
that I don't even mildly hate. I want mm-hmm. to kill someone. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So, so what happened? Carl Jung, who was uh, another philo- philosopher, psychologist, mm-hmm. he purported the idea of the shadow and the persona. He's like, and all of this makes up what is Anika or Kazi or mm. anyone, all of it, right? Mm. So he's like, the shadow is comprised of all the things that you as a human being, uh, as a persona or your persona is not all right with, cannot be all right, will mm. never be all right with. Right. There's a uh, side it rejects. It, it's the re- side that it rejects. And, and if you ignore it, right, it grows. It yeah. grows. Mm. And then it manifests itself uh through actions or or you know wants or needs or what have you right and a large part of marketing is aimed at society the societal shadow or the societal archetypes interesting right yeah. mm-hmm. because if it's unconscious you don't even know why you're drawn towards someone like you know someone finds you pretty why why do they find you pretty and not someone else do yeah. you know what i mean mm-hmm. like that mm-hmm. there's it's governed by a, a, a host of psychological, philosophical mm-hmm. factors that are just in your unconscious. Mm-hmm. Um, but coming to terms with it is probably the only way um, that you take the control back from your shadow. Naito, yeah, there's just no way, right? Of course. Um, but anyways, we're talking about how uh, you know we've been in, <laughs> we've been uh, I. I've been disagreeable in my past to myself, right? So there's uh, the fundamental tenets of existentialism are twofold. There is uh, transcendence and there is uh, facticity, Mm. right? So facticity is the concept that whatever you've done is a fact about you. There's no changing what you've done in the past, right? Whether it be good or bad. Transcendence is that you are not even who you were yesterday, Mm. right and and both of those things have to coexist for you to have a proper understanding of what you are and a lot of existentialist morality is based on these things right you can't punish someone or can you can't you punish someone mm. you know for something they did 10 years ago or what have you Behral. what were we talking about before the azan you were talking about how you're going to talk about the two tenets of oh, i just did is that's it th- th- yeah that's, that's it, it. Oh. that's it yeah we're done now oh, okay <laughs> you know that should that should be your code word like when you're done because huh so before i, I should have told you this before but we just talk, spoke about so much other this is the first time i'm meeting you right it, so, it is so, but it doesn't feel like it but because we've no. been talking on clubhouse right yeah but uh there's so much that you had to catch me up on mm. um i didn't tell you so i don't re- when i re- start recording the podcast i don't really have a uh, set time limit or or pre-scripted questions or anything. I just sit down with the person and like a let on just talk, right? Mm-hmm. Um but then so so I I tell them I'm like but you have to tell me if you're getting tired because some people no 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 I know you're not. Yeah, I'm just like I, no, I could talk forever. Yeah. But 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 like some people there's been podcasts that have been 3 hours long, right? Oh damn. Because I said to them what I'm saying to mm-hmm. you but I said to them before the podcast I'm like yeah dude just go ham man. Go ham. Go anywhere you want to go, anywhere mm. you're comfortable going. Um, the only thing that I would encourage you to not do is get me in trouble by uh, questioning the powers that be. But don't do that because I'm here and the rest of it is chilling. Do whatever else. Hmm. Yeah. 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 Cool. 
So so you're definitely no matter what amount is offered to you, you're definitely not playing a good girl. Sure. Role, yeah. Right? Like the good wife. The good wife, the, the good daughter. daughter. Okay. Uh, yeah, the bitch. I'm not gonna say because I, you know, I do see value in those ro- roles and the narratives where it's like a chani esa hota hai. Um, but it's also celebrating women for adhering to and upholding this this patriarchal system and, sure. and the standard and sure. they're rewarded for it sure and then they're punished for not upholding it sure yes. right so yes. that's that's basically when you boil it down that's all it is it's like okay so so my problem would be or my concern would be the polarity right uh which is key so you're not going to play that well the only mostly the only other roles that are uh, available are and i know there's nuances to this but mostly the only other roles that are available are the vamp or the evil mother-in-law or that's sister-in-law that's fine to me because that's an outlier right you'd play those no, again it depends okay like it has to have nuance okay. for sure of course um i don't mind playing villains or roles that i disagree with but if if the overall message is something that i can get behind okay because i feel like again like this is cheesy and dramatic but i've learned to not apologize for it anymore okay but i feel like i owe it to myself and the craft of acting to not give in to that because why, why is that cheesy and dramatic that's, it's not because it's yeah it's i feel like i, sentiment, I yeah. owe it to the art because it has saved my life you know what i mean like in in many ways like again like with throughout high school and like anxiety and depression and I, i've had ptsd through all of it like it's uh, numerous times acting has been the thing that i've looked forward to enough to not end it you know what I mean? Yeah. Okay. yeah. Okay. So I feel like it would be a shame to give in to that when I hold this craft to such a high regard. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Sure. And again, I, I I realize that, you know, I understand the actors who take on roles as just as just jobs. Sure. Yeah. You know, yeah. because this is bread and butter. And I, I do hope that it never gets to the point for me where I have to. And I don't have a choice other than to. Yeah. But we are by no means criticizing them. They're ah, trying to put course. food to course, on the table. Course. Yeah. 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 Um, okay. So but I also get that I, I can afford to be on this high horse because acting isn't necessarily, you know, 100% what is sustaining me. If it was, maybe I would feel differently. Well, I mean, you know so, what I mean? So I think it's, it's, it's admirable that you are acknowledging your privilege, but say yeah. No. Huh. Mm-hmm. Say yeah. Mm-hmm. But okay. But you have a presence on social media. Again, I do. I do want to come back to that. Mm. What are there any designs uh, for you to continue making content there? Again, if you have something secret, some top secret plan that you're working on. I mean, don't you don't have to uh, divulge this information. But is there? I would like to. Okay. In an ideal world, yeah, I actually want to get into music uh, because playing it. Yeah, well, yeah, I, I'm decent at the guitar. Uh, pretty uh, meh singer. Sometimes I'm like a 7 out of 10. 7 out of 10 is uh, great, dude. By my standards, uh, which aren't very high. But yeah, no, I can hold a note about, okay. I think. Uh, but I want to get into, like, composing my own. So, yeah. That's exciting, man. Thank that, you. Yeah, that's... My, I think, 
I want to have... Because I write. I write uh, a lot. Like, a lot of songs. Like it's, they're just there. Um, yeah. Before I was an actor, yeah. I was a writer. Yeah. That's fantastic. Thank you. Thank you. So, yeah, there's that. Uh, definitely, there have been many times where I was like, I want to get back into YouTube on my terms. But it's just... It's so exhausting when you're catering to an audience that you don't... Um, that doesn't understand you for you and doesn't want to. What's your following on YouTube? Same. The same as Instagram. Okay, so yeah. that size? Ah, uh, yeah. That's sizable. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, and it's it's literally, I'm missing out on money I mean, by not yeah, tapping into yeah, it, yeah, literally. But, but so your problem then, or so what I'm hearing is that you're concerned that they're expecting a certain kind of content. Yeah. They're not just open to whatever you put out. No, I, which is why it, it makes me somewhat not envious but you know like rush ko time jo jamme dekhti hu ke you know people who you know don't have as much of a following but they have a following but they're like fiercely loyal yeah you dude, know this, what I mean? super fan exactly yeah. and they're fiercely loyal and they they were there they're there for you, like everything that you do and and i i know that there are people out there for me like that as well of course but it's like Again, it's it's the whole thing where it's like, you know, content creators, artists, whatever. We make so many excuses to not actually do the work. Sure. I'm <laughs> looking right at you. Gee. <laughs> looking right at Gee. you. Yeah, I'm one of those people. So, okay. yeah, you're safe. Uh, let him get it. No, no, no. But, but I, yeah. I, think, I think, you know, I... I hope that you get into it, man, because, I, Thank I, you. you know, reinventing yourself is, is difficult. It's dangerous. It's scary. It's meant mm. to be all those things. But at the same time, you do have a platform. And um, I think seven out of 10 uh, is definitely something you can work with, man. Definitely. You know, it's better I, than a yeah. three. I mean, I can be a three sometimes. Sometimes I can't even sing happy birthday. It's really bad. <clears throat> anxiety <laughs> about the things Serious, but you know, you know, <laughs> disgusting <laughs> no one's LRM well, you know no one's needing uh you to sing in front of people ha huh, that's you know? the that's the beauty <laughs> yeah and, and you have people like uh <laughs> not that i'd need like autotune but yeah no, i no, get really anxious when there's uh, like an audience no autotune yeah. comes but you know if you're sitting by yourself i think singing is cathartic oh, i mean i sing so in the showers much. right huh, um yeah. and sometimes like, even on my instagram lives i don't care right but how come i've never seen this Fuck, I'll be tuning in more often. Uh, yeah. like in, uh, what's it called? Uh, it's, it's deeply cathartic. And if you do it alone, you and and the, the power of technology is such that now you don't need a lot. No, you don't. To, to record really yeah. audio or, or, you know, even even instruments. It, you could, and, and the thing is, you have people around you who could facilitate it, mm. you know? For the time being, at least, until you invest in your own. And even when you invest in your own, it's not as much of an investment as it used to be. Mm. So definitely, definitely do that. Yeah. Would you consider vlogging again? No. Did you ever used to? Mm -hmm. I actually have like one vlog and one get ready with me videos out back when everyone was making get ready with me videos. And I I think I'm fairly proud of that because I'm... I made that three years ago, I okay. think, uh, almost four now, and I think I was mo like my most genuine self, and I feel like over the course of the next two years, I kind of lost it. Again, with the onset of validation, like, like extreme validation, it's like kind of like, okay, I want to make sure I can keep this now, you know uh, what I mean? Mm -hmm, sure. So I became more anxious, and obviously I was depressed, all, all these things. Well, obviously you were also what? depressed uh, you can't just steamroll over it you were depressed yes jeez 
Yeah. You know, as they say, with great fame comes... No, that's not the quote. That's not the quote at all. With great, <laughs> great fame power. comes depression. No, I'm <laughs> kidding. No, I fucking butchered that. But anyway. No. Um, how did you how did you manage to go through that? Um, did you... Was there, was there therapy involved? Or? So I have received therapy. Okay. Um, I went... I saw a therapist throughout, I want to say, 2017 and 20... So this is before... 2018 but that's for ptsd okay i was actually gonna get into that but i feel like right now might be too late to get into that nah, please Mike? keep going ptsd yeah i had ptsd from childhood sexual abuse oh my goodness yeah i, I think i should have thrown a trigger warning out there nah, 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 okay. no, d- d- all yeah. of these are uh, rated e yeah, nice. all of them are yeah yeah, mm. <sighs> yeah. and i'm sorry to no say, it's okay it's i'm okay. sorry yeah maybe um, a trigger warning for me no i know i know i'm that's what i meant it's fine it's fine it's fine but yeah so i i didn't know uh that i had been raped in childhood until i was 18 19 when i was going to university okay yeah i was about to move back into the house that it happened in and so the flashbacks came back as like a forewarning or like as a trigger or whatever and i still remember it very vividly um like the day that I realized, um, Ramzan, tha, Ramzan ka en tha. Mm-hmm. Um, and we were at the mosque uh, opening our, our fast. And um, I just like randomly to my sister and it was the awkwardest, weirdest moment ever. I was like, I think, so yeah, I think something happened in that house. Something happened to me. She's like, fuck do you mean what happened to you in that house? I was like, I, I, I don't know. And I felt extremely embarrassed and I didn't know why I said that. There was no reason for me to say that. So I get in the car and I Google um, symptoms of childhood sexual abuse in adults. And that returned such a harrowing list of things that I've always experienced. Yeah. And it's like suddenly every mental, emotional, physical problem I had made sense. And it was right there in that list. And I was just shaking. And that night, I had dreams and I had body memories. I think I still don't know exactly what age it happened. I think it was like five. Oh, my God. Yeah. So, yeah. It's it's when you, when it happens at such a young age, your brain kind of shuts itself off from that. that Represses it. Yeah, yeah. exactly. You know, you, you studied it. So, yeah, it, it was very weird because I, I had these images like plastered at the back of my mind that, okay, these things made me uncomfortable about this person. But I had never actively addressed it. Mm-hmm. Um, and I didn't know the extent of it. It's only when I got into therapy that we did um, um, guided hypnosis, uh, et cetera, to get it out. Um, and yeah, it, it, it it's really... I think the experience of it, like going, like uh, when you get older, is the reason why it's so soul crushing is because you never know for sure if it happened or not. Like you're never really able to affirm it to yourself. And even though if I'm able to say how it happened, me saying, okay, no, it didn't, is also a defense mechanism because it's hard for me to admit that this is the body that went through that. Well, that and also the stigma around such things where you're constantly bombarded with imperatives where it's shameful to admit or to even express like you know i'm over here freaking out because like so of course i know it happens Hmm. you know 
so part of me is obviously sad that it happened to you because I care for you, right? But then there's also another part that that's so proud of you for being brave. Now, why are you being brave though? You know, what's that? Mm. What, it, it's something that happened to you. It, it's the truth. And you've just spoken about it. And you're, yet you're being brave. You're being brave because societally it's, it, it's unacceptable it's un- unacceptable there's something wrong with you if this happened to you and exactly. that's where victim blaming comes mm-hmm. in right yes 100 it happened to you you had nothing to do with it mm. you know um and why is it then that you don't get to talk about it it's your trauma very true yes you know? i it's it's weird because i've i've had quite the journey since my first flashbacks and since therapy mm. of um coming to terms with it first the whole denial phase and then you know the pain the depression and experiencing the ptsd because again whenever you get flashbacks uh, the experience of ptsd comes back because your brain never really properly dealt with it so all that aside and then the acceptance and then the oversaturation i feel um so basically and I, i think it's good that i did but i started talking about it online in 2017 i i just i made a thread on twitter um and i actually didn't i knew the numbers i just didn't know it happened to other people that i would know and i put that thread out there and i had like a small following at that point um immediately like 10 15 people reached out to me and said oh my god like I've never told anyone, but this happened to me too. And I never knew there was anyone else like me. And they would tell me their story and it would be almost identical to mine. Shit. And we never know because no one ever talks about it. It's crazy how, how similar almost all of these stories are. And it's not bound by, um, you know, Pakistan, Canada, Canada, yeah. like, unfortunately, pedophilia is everywhere. Yeah. Right. And it's and it's extremely insidious and it goes by completely unnoticed. Yeah. And it breaks you. It definitely it fractures you, you know? Yeah. Um, wow. Yeah. So it's the whoever did it, were they caught? Um okay, no. So, so when you Yeah. So when you when you start when you start speaking about it. Yeah. So if it's online, yeah. Obviously your family sees so it. So here's yeah, here's the thing. Like, um, because it was so long ago and there's no well that's not true i i even lost my train of thought i don't know what i was gonna say well what did you say before? well i asked you huh. you put it online right so it's public domain so now. it's not black and white that's the thing that's mm-hmm. the thing so unless i'm willing to disclose who it was and i'm willing to go to the police about it no one can say or do anything okay but how, how other than my therapist who i never actually ended up telling who it was okay how did your family though how did your family respond to you putting this information out there they didn't find out immediately um i had told my mother uh right when i started having flashbacks and at first she was very um like really forthcoming she was really like you know comforting about it um she said this is common this happens more often than you think i speak to a therapist and i'm gonna make sure you do too mm-hmm. But we were going through a rough time at, at the time with our family. And a couple of days later, she forgot about it. And she was like, no, just read the prayer. And do this, do this. Then you'll be fine. And everything will be fine. No one can help you out of this. So it was like, okay. Um, and it's, it's weird because we have this perception 
of our character of our caretakers of our parents que you know that's this or black or white this is how they're gonna react i when i was telling my dad i was very afraid of one of two things i was like okay either he's going to call me a liar and kick me out of the house or he's going to go and kill that guy because mm-hmm. as most cases it was someone in the family yeah, yeah. so he didn't either he didn't react he just didn't react at all and then it was never really spoken of you know what i mean i think that's more heartbreaking than either or yeah um i think that's just his if i were to explain it i, I don't mean to explain it right but if i were no, to no no exp- i get it yeah. i do i do that's just him yeah, trying to process it just stay sane huh. right and as men, you're not allowed to really show much emotion in no, the face of... No, yeah. he, he can't break, especially no. in front of his own daughter. Mm-hmm. That, that's it. No. insane. Mm-hmm. That's ridiculous. Um, I'm being sarcastic. But uh, what's it? Right. Oh, shit. Okay. Um, but anyways, uh, so you you did the therapy, mm. right? And that obviously helped. Uh, you start talking to people online. Yes. So I was, I was on that. Um I started talking to people online and then I uh, formed a bit of a community online. But then there was the oversaturation where that's all I would talk about and that's all I would think about. Um, and I think I was helping myself and helping other people to a certain point um, where that became my only identity. Um, online and in person. For me, I was like, you know what? It's enough to me that I survived this. And that's it. I don't care if I do anything else in my life. I don't care if I'm a terrible person to the people around me because there's no way anyone can go through anything worse than I have. I had this like extremely toxic like victim mentality. Okay. Um, How old were you at this point? 18, 19? No, 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 no. I was 21. Yeah. Okay, wow. Okay. Well, not much further than 18, 19. Well, I was like 21. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's it's very weird. So like for me to talk about it now, I'm like, okay, am I doing this because I feel like I need to I need help and I need to get my story out there so people can help me? Am I doing this for um because I feel like I'm at a further point of healing where I feel like my story could help help other people? Am I doing this for validation? Am I doing this for the clout? Am I doing this for this, this, that, 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 that? All these things in my head. And I'm like, why am I, you know, I judge myself so much about it because I've been on both spectrums of denying it and then completely oversaturating myself in it. Um, And especially now as a somewhat public figure where it's like me talking about it, um, it could have any impact. It could impact my opportunities in a either positive way or a negative way. It could st- make people stereotype me. It could do anything. Sure. Maybe I f- could even fall back into that, that weird victim place where I was before, where it's like, I don't want people's sympathies. I, I really don't. Yeah, Allah will do But I think, so, so what I'm hearing, from what I'm hearing, there is absolute cognizance of the kind of problems and the kind of behaviors you've... Uh, employed to survive yes because there mm. is um inshallah you will not fall back into those problematic yeah. because because yeah. i think one of the one of the most uh pertinent things uh factors to healing is just bringing it into conscious awareness like yes i was being 
uh, this way or I was maybe, you know, uh, there was a lot of learned helplessness or any of those things, yeah. you know? And, yes, and for sure. If they come into your conscious awareness, it is less likely now that you will uh, fall back into it. Mm. And I was saying before the podcast even, and I didn't know this back then, um, you, you, you made it here, dude. Like, how could you not be proud of yourself? I don't understand. Ajeeb sense <laughs> do you need me to explain this to you I or, or someone you. I don't know uh, but Alhamdulillah dude that's that's powerful it mm. is um, I'm sorry to have you know brought it up so yeah, uh, log karte. abruptly yeah, log karte <laughs> I saw that like, please tell me this has happened before this has happened before okay, no, not about not, not about this specific this, thing but um, oh just by the way huh? extremely traumatic story about divorce about um. uh, suicide mm. like you know they just sit down and, and talking and it's not even in the first like first uh hour or the first quarter of the podcast it's it's you know when they're talking and mid talking they're like oh by the way yeah this and i'm just like (laughs) (laughs) oh god throwing you a curveball yeah but but listen yeah uh, i think i think it's beautiful that you've chosen to speak about it and i also think it's powerful uh that you use such neutral language Mm. So I, I, I think about, you know, the learned helplessness, the victimhood, all that stuff. Um, I doubt that you would have spoken like this back then, you know? No, I definitely Back not then have. there was yeah. obviously indignation as there should be, by the way. There would have been anger. There would have been all these things as there should be. With trauma, uh, there often is, mm. right? There's indignation because I'm probably a liar. I'm But a you know, when you think about something like this being done to a child, there is that righteous anger. You know, where you're like, no, there is nothing the child could have done that would have warranted. Th- well, who can do something to warrant this kind of behavior? Ha, but, no one. But, no. but yeah. how, why would you go and do that to a child? Right. Um, so there's righteous anger, you know? There's anger that is not flawed. There's anger that is absolutely warranted. Mm. Um, but then what that does is that bleeds into the way you speak. And I saw none of that when you told me the story, right? And and that's, that's, I think, at this point, because it's so rampant in our society, um, and because so many people need to hear this, I think that's the best way to go about doing it. Because it's you could true. you could trigger other people, you know, yes. with your anger or mm-hmm. whatever, with your vitriol. And I, I just think... And I did. Yeah. I did. And, you know, not now. Hopefully not now. Well, not um, but before I would... Right. Like I would literally tweet every thought I had and people would start reaching out to me and be like, hey, love you. But I had to unfollow because what you're saying is really triggering. You know what I mean? Sure. Which, you know, is valid. But I think, yeah, there definitely needs to be. And I, and I it's a slippery slope because I don't think that victims should have to police how they speak about their trauma. No, of course not. You know what I mean? No. But then again, it's like... We but you're not just a victim. See, that's the problem. Yeah. A victim should never have to and they should never have anyone around to tell them that you don't talk with them. They don't talk with them. They don't talk with But with you, it's, it's also this platform, right? Yes. So you have to conduct yourself. Oh, for sure. And, and, and yeah. that's why, you know... Quote, uh, heavy is the head that wears the crown something mm. I'm paraphrasing again mm. right but there is a greater responsibility on people like you you know for sure you know? Uh, and I think I'm it's, I think only maybe for this one thing I, I am very aware of it um, 
But it's like, I, I want to get to a point where I can speak about it. And I, and I have been, um, but in a proactive, in a way that brings something positive. Because personally, I, Alhamdulillah, at this point, I don't really feel the need to talk about it Alhamdulillah. As, as often or at all, unless I have those bad PTSD days, which are you know, bound to happen, unfortunately. They happen. They happen. Um, but again, it's also, uh, and I, I'm not saying that every survivor of abuse should feel a responsibility but i do mm-hmm. i feel like a responsibility because i alhamdulillah have never had any shame in my life alhamdulillah. like i i just so but like i i'm okay with talking about these things that a lot of people feel nervous or ashamed of talking about but again isn't that isn't that so heartbreaking that a person would have would have shame uh, and so many of them do you're absolutely right uh shame uh, about something that was done to them yeah like as a child extremely heartbreaking you know because like the shame shouldn't be ours to hold it's not ours no you know it's not um fuck yeah deep breathe i'm sorry no, it's, it, please breathe. please don't apologize please it, it's i'm telling you it's it's tremendous it this the, the the work that you're doing with this it supersedes any singing or acting that you could ever do i'm sorry <laughs> you know because th- this is actual healing this is societal level healing and and i hope that you know you enjoy all the success that you want and more um in acting and in singing and all these other things but this you know this is just so it's paradigm shifting you know because i have sat uh and listened to quite a few people who have blamed themselves for this mm. you know They've been ashamed. They've been uh, bitter and angry, resentful yeah. towards themselves. Yeah. Why, how are you resenting yourself mm. for this having happened to you? But, you know, that's where that comes from. Or maybe if I was a certain way. No, dude. No, 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 no. I've definitely been through all of those phases. Mm. And they do tend to recur when there there's a trigger. Okay. Um, so that's why like, I think it's it's very important to actually unapologetically talk about it absolutely right because yes. um, we do get to hear stories but they're almost always anonymous right yeah it's like okay so and so big celebrity but we, we don't know the name we can't say the name because they can't come out about it and that's and i i agree that that's important because it's like you have to you have to save yourself and your image and your family and all this stuff sure but at the same time you're you're shaming not only yourself but the people who've also been through it where it's like okay you can't come out and talk about it Mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. it's like a weird again it's a very weird struggle for me between well i don't want to be the face of this because i don't want to identify this being my only personality oh, absolutely thing not. absolutely not. right yeah but also not having this just be like a faceless story of like okay this just you know yeah because i feel like when we we not personalize when we see the faces and we realize that okay well this person is thriving they're surviving they're out in the world doing their alhamdulillah. thing alhamdulillah and they've they've been through this this is someone that i can be like hey maybe i'll make it out okay because i didn't there's so many times even up until very recently where i I didn't think i'd make it out okay you know what i mean like i that's that's what i mean when i say acting saved my life because in the thick of this is that i found acting and i I immersed myself deeper into and i fought i literally fought people for it i wasn't allowed to act Uh, i was forbidden from acting by the time i was 20 yeah. Okay. Because my dad was all like, nay, haram, this, that, obviously. Mm-hmm. So, 
but I knew that this was my lifeline. I knew that this is, and I knew that this would serve a greater purpose. Mm-hmm. So again, I guess, I don't know if this is a appropriate segue, but going back into the thing where it's like, I, I don't want to portray roles that I don't think do justice to what this immense thing is that, that, that brought me, oh my God, that's dramatic, salvation almost. Salvation. 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 Um, that helped me out of a very difficult time. Um, yeah, and I, I definitely think that, you know, art serves a greater purpose. It's something, and it, oftentimes you'll hear artists say that they don't even know how they did this. It didn't, it wasn't them. Dude, art isn't yours. It's you not. When and once, it just comes through you. Yeah, once right? you're done making it, it's not yours. Yeah, yeah like I, we're the conduit for sure, it. Sure, sure. Yeah. And, and again, incredibly cliched, all of this that we're saying, but I read a quote once about poetry. They're like, you know, a poem isn't, isn't uh, it doesn't belong to who wrote it it belongs to who needs it mm. you know and and that's yeah. true for all art all and art, it's yeah. art it's true for you know someone's vlogs it's true for uh, the work that you do which is obviously a little more structured but still content right it's it's true for maria's songs it's true for uh, shah's uh, parody sketches it's true for everything mm. you know you don't understand the gravity of, of your decisions until you are or until you come to come face to face with some of these people like i have uh heard repeatedly hamza bhai or irfan bhai tell me uh stories about or shazad even tell me stories about uh you know people that were incredibly depressed and mm. they, they see they didn't know to seek help you know yahan pe ye stigma bhi to hai na ki tu pagal hai kya yeah ha hu and i want to get better you know or or maybe don't call me pagal you know mm. Wh- whichever one whatever your response is it's valid um but they've they've told me multiple stories where people would just get in touch and be like you know you saved my life your content saved my life because it's not their content it's mm. not your foundation's video once he puts it out it's mine if yeah. i need it yeah so it's not your uh, song or, or it's not your uh, play or what have you it's mine if i need it exactly and, you know, that's powerful mm. that that connects um And, and you know one isn't greater than the other sciences aren't greater than the arts or any of those things but it's just everything serves a purpose but you need to be cognizant about what the purpose is it's right. not just getting you rich mm. right and if you act in bad faith here's the problem if you act in bad faith and you become willfully ignorant of the purpose of your art that doesn't mean it's going to stop affecting people right you know it'll stop affecting you but not them yeah, yeah. Y- maybe you'll you know turn away look the other side whatever but that doesn't mean it's not going to affect people negatively even mm. you know the good girl the good daughter the good housewife whatever if it's propagated over and over and over again and done to perfection because some of these people are great actors of course yeah you get a get a generation of women who think it's all right if they get beaten up because that's their role yeah it's a standard right yeah yeah, yeah. that's exactly it like you and then again the image that these women have is is what their roles are and it serves them to a certain degree certain point until they step away from it sure right like sure. there's so many actresses that have only ever played good girls obviously because mashallah very pretty and only like the the fair skinned patina kwalian get you know of course those roles as soon as they decide to venture out with their style or with their aesthetic or you know even their persona they're immediately vilified yeah even as much as cutting their hair like sure. cutting yeah, do that 
yeah. can get pregnant can get hair right. can gain weight can lose weight can exactly. lose weight um yeah. can't wear pants can't not wear pants can't smoke i mean don't smoke but Aur also do it agar, if you want to if they negative kirdar ada kiya then they start associating that with you as well yeah. even more so because yeah. of how convinced they were that you were only a good girl yeah so yeah. i i just i don't want to feed into that yeah. yeah i think so i recently had you spoke about early in the podcast as well but i i um us waqt pata nahi kyun we were talking about something else i think and so i, I forgot to mention this but um you know a lot of these standards of beauty or what have you are genetic oh yeah so you can't even help it no. right maybe i can lose weight but i'm not going to be able to change my complexion mm. you know i'm not going to be able to uh stop having a beard or start having a beard i'm not going to be able yeah, to she's going to take complexion ke liye bhi hai beard yeah. ke liye bhi yeah. hai and they have it at the ready yeah and 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 the thing is it's it's terrifying it how so many people are beholden to these standards right ke ya mere baal ja rahe hain yaar to ja rahe hai na to ab hum kya kare you know what i mean like i joke about it all the time like yeah. i'm going to shave my head because eventually i'll go bald it's male pattern baldness i can't help it mm. you know um and 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 yet people are are governed by this how are you going to preserve your cognitive capital if you think this is something that's wrong or you've been cursed with mm. or something that you know uh, makes you less desirable less desirable to who you just need to be desirable to yourself mm. you know mm. if, if if you're if you're uh this is just a game i think yeah because people who are convinced themselves even if they're not conventionally conventionally attractive uh that they are attractive and they act as such they will be perceived as such Absolutely, as well Absolutely dude Absolutely. Right like there's so many people who are not you know gore chitte this that this that and they're just like so attractive just because sure. they it, they have it within themselves that they are and there's they exude that, belief, that. Yeah yeah you know what i mean Absolutely yes yeah yes absolutely and i think uh there's strides that need to be made but i think there's definitely movement in our in our in, in the pakistani context in the film industry ke uh we have generally started to at least have the conversation and i hope we can add to it but at least generally have the conversation ki yaar nahi sirf gori chitti hone se koi acha ya bura nahi ho jata that's just literally a consequence of their birth yeah they didn't do shit for mm-hmm. that you know mm-hmm. or even for that matter if they did cut their hair maintain a good body size or fat ratio what have have you that's not enough mm-hmm. to gana value in and of itself mm. right if i am so so my younger brother is 6 foot 5 right alhamdulillah and i'm 5 foot 11 right mm. that doesn't mean anything no. except that he's 6 foot 5 and i'm not mm-hmm. right to say he's more masculine than i am or one of us is you know on those basis takes away from all the agency that we do have to be good people to be decent and you know work hard and and all those things and so we take away along the, a lot of times we take away agency from the other person and the onus on them to be a good person mm, yes do you know exactly that you yeah could, you, you you could you could f- who, who can i mention right now maria even right so she's pretty but she's also a great singer um one of those things she can control mm. guess which one right i, I mean why you need to you need to but if you just keep focusing on the fact that she's pretty well then you'll never uh first off appreciate her for her hard work which is the singing right right but also you'll never give her the incentive now obviously i don't know her but i'm assuming she's self driven and so there is yeah. but this <laughs> so this is not a problem right for her but for a lot of people they don't get the incentive to work harder mm. 
because they're like okay so ye chal raha hai na ha chalo that's why they say you know people who don't meet the standard are funnier better people this and that this that this that this that cuz good looking people yeah again there's no incentive to be anything, anything. other than good looking cuz that's, that's going to get them by that's it and and yeah. then and then think about the world shattering event that is old age oof you know ha you know yeah because they're not ready for that no no they're definitely just like not. well what so all of a sudden i'm not desirable but you were never desirable mm. you were meeting a standard but i i wonder if it even comes into their consciousness that that's why they're being treated well probably not no yeah. so they probably wouldn't i don't think it would affect them as much unless they start noticing the lack of interest and all this stuff what do they do na roles nahi milte and all those things yeah true you know? uh, oh yeah aging is just not a process anymore it's not a process you should just age. you never see it yeah, yeah. you are, you're just born and then you die Yeah, that's it. There's, that's it. There's no ugly phase anymore. How fucking annoying is that? Dude, I'm still in my ugly phase. <laughs> What are you talking about? What are you uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, you you're not. You're, you're not. No, but what I'm saying is yeah, care. Dude, imagine I refer think about narcissism for a minute. I th- I refer to myself in third person. Huh? Allah rahm kare. Um but yeah, dude, absolutely the teenagers um all the all the pimples and the acne and all that stuff, that's not supposed to be a thing anymore. No. You know because uh, there's no ugly awkward, you know, outfits and this and that. No. No, they're uh, all fashion conscious. They're they know curated. how to take haha, they know how to take care of their skin, their face, their hair, everything. And I'm just like screw you. <laughs> It's not even like oh, you know, they really should have an ugly face. I don't, you know, no, good for them. No, yeah. But before, yeah. I'm going to say in our time, in our, in our age, time. age both of us. Yeah. Um, it would humble us it was like a chenning you know okay I'm, okay i'm a nice person because i used to be ugly you know sure. I mean? they don't have that who's gonna who's gonna put them in place nobody 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 i hope i'm dead before that <laughs> 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 uh, kidding, but what's it called um no that that's definitely something i think i think adversity is important and though yeah. i pray to god that no one goes through what you know uh you've gone through or what i've gone through as any kisi ke liye bolna chahiye but i think it definitely anchors you into uh anchors you in all, into all the right things i think that you need to go through life right you know mm. i think adversity or or at the very least when hazrat ali rizana ka call hai uh apne apne iradon ko tootne i'm paraphrasing allah mujhe maaf kare par apne iradon ko tootne maine khuda ko pehchana right mm. think about who's talking Mm. think about what he's saying it's just how does that not blow your mind i, I don't understand like even 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 okay don't consider him a, a religious uh, personality right wo hamare liye lekin just as a philosopher a scholar and a warrior mm-hmm. he is one of he he stands head and shoulders above above most of humanity mm-hmm. right masha mm-hmm. suggests his work there's just the work that he's done it's not complicated mm-hmm. you know and uh, for him to say that yeah, yeah yeah for him to say that it's ridiculous yeah. right um and also obviously yahan pe log aage bolenge par hazrat umar and then hazrat abu bakr i'm not no 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 all of them all of them have had have said things of that sort right mm-hmm. there's that beautiful quote by hazrat umar where he was arizana uh, where he was asked uh you know what is the state of your faith think about this existentially though right even if you just take the religion out of it he's like the state of my faith again paraphrasing is that if there was one person to be punished on the day of judgment i would think it was me 
one person. No one else in all of humanity was were to be punished. Just one person. I would, it would terrify me that that would be me. Mm. And if there were there was one person who was to be forgiven, I'd be hopeful that that was me as well. Think about what this person is saying. Mm. You know, आप बैठ जाते हो भाई, you know who's better, who's आपकी औकात ही नहीं है. Exactly. You know, just consider yeah. what's being said and. You know, I don't even want to go towards what's happened recently in Sialkot, but you know, like think about where we come from. Think about who these people were. Think about who. The, I'm just saying this. Think about who the blasphemy law is based on. Bojo the Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. It's so it's yeah. so it's deeply ironic and it's so sad. Like he would have never stood n- for something. Never like ever. This. Never ever do it. I can. I'm not a scholar. I can say this with a hundred percent guarantee that this is not what he wanted. No, this is not what he wanted for us. You know. Um. But yeah, and and and, and you know, uh, also the terrifying reality of this society where you and I we have so much to say about it. We'll maybe say it after the cameras are off, but we won't. We won't. You can't. Can't. T- can't yeah. Talk exactly. about it like this. You know, and it's just most of it is just hurt. uh that we would want to express kya di kaise ho gaya and you know it was caught on video and all these things it's so disturbing but you know societally speaking we're not allowed to process that in public no and that Because again we're at risk of course yeah and that also is damage is that it's it's damage that needs to be processed nahi to we'll just never figure out what happened and stuff like this will continue to happen yeah you know? it it continues the cycle it keeps going there's no way to stop it unless you know you speak up but you're putting yourself at risk you absolutely are not even yourself your family yeah. uh, people around you your yeah. loved ones and you know i've become averse to that because there was a time when i used to think yeah yeah you should go out for a good cause and you should inshallah but at the same time i've just seen too many people go out and it not mean a thing hmm. you know hmm. so so for me there's also that consideration ke yaar aap theek hai but kisi ke kaan pe joon bhi nahi rengti hai You know? Yeah, like at that point, it's just like, what's it called? What's that thing where it's like a s- when a lot of people have the same opinion and you just bounce group it think. off. Group think, group think, echo chambers, yeah. echo chambers, and group things. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that's all it is, unfortunately. And you're just patting each other's back because the people on the outside, they're not even fucking listening. No, of course not. Yeah, of course not. Receptive to dur ki baat. No, no, they know not. not to listen to you. Yeah, again, we really bad, and we've heard this cliched to death. We've heard these cliches, cliches to death, where you know, don't judge a book by its cover. But if they see you or if they see me, they've already decided I'm going to hell. Exactly. You know. Yeah. But they they'll never uh, you listen. You know, it's to it's you. more damaging than that because it's like it's not even about just going to hell because they can think whatever the fuck they want as far as I'm concerned. Mm-hmm. But it's like, like deciding them deciding if I'm deserving to live or not. because of that yeah you to hum log next bande ke bare mein sochte hain ye to jahannam hai whatever you know i i don't you don't i know you don't but it's one of those things where it's like yeah people are allowed to have opinions whatever the hell they want but why are you putting that onto someone else like why are you hurting them over yeah how do you get to decide how yeah like what kind of self belief or what kind of belief at all does it take to feel so righteous in doing that i don't know narcissism societal narcissism i think ye chahiye mujhe i'm kidding no i love okay okay that that that's that's yeah fuck 
I really thought this would be a lighter podcast than this, huh? <laughs> I'm so sorry. <laughs> no, it's okay. Listen, 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 listen. I'm here for this, right? I'm here for this. I'm here to have a conversation. But again, why did I ask? see? That's the power of of uh, of just having a positive mindset. I assumed because of how you come across. <laughs> you know what I mean? And um, and yeah, dude, I, I'm super proud of you. Thank I you. think I think uh, you'll do wonderful things in acting and also singing. But I do think you should start making uh, YouTube videos again. I think that'll be cool. And then, you know, maybe I could be featured as a villain in one of them. <laughs> Shave my head. Mm. I'm stuck on that. Yeah, you know, I'll, I'll write you into something. Thank you. I appreciate it. I'll grow my beard out for you. I'll do that. Mm. Lose, lose 10 Thank kilos you. for the role. You Method. don't need that. N- method method mm-hmm. always method the machinist mm. sure mm. but not to that level <laughs> so, so beach me so so i lost the weight pretty quick because intermittent fasting and caloric deficits right yeah beach me thoda mujhe aise lag raha tha ki yaar maine shayad thoda zyada kar di hai you know maybe this is too much uh, <laughs> i'm trying to get to that Ugh. trying to get to what you're fine no i'm trying to get to that point where i'm like oh maybe i lost a little too well it's problematic but <laughs> what are you doing <laughs> after all this positivity yeah actually i'm not feeling good what's going on here um but yeah i, I, but I mean like, to put it into context how you feel about your body and i'm sure how everyone else feels about theirs is like you always think that there's something to change of course and you don't feel like you're worthy for something until that change comes sure but we are worthy and and enough as we are 100%. no matter what parameters we set 100%. and that's that's interesting because like when i when i started like thinking about that when i started reading that i was like it's so interesting we say okay we when we lose 10 kgs 10 pounds whatever we X think amount. that huh okay okay i'm going to wear that dress i'm going to go to this place i'm going to take that picture i'm going to go vacation this that this that yeah. this that this that yeah. when i get that see never thinking you're worthy as you are mm, so see that's a great goal to have that's a great goal to have but that's all it is it can't govern your life mm. you can't stop living you need to live right now and what you can do though I, I, of course but work towards it sure that, that's great work towards that work towards greater mastery in whatever your craft is towards excellence but don't like th- this is not a dress rehearsal mm. you know what i mean like yeah. it, this is it it's going yeah. it's going today mm. right now mm. we're going mm. you're not never getting this day back That's so true. Yeah. That's good. That's going to lead into another conversation. Were you trying to end the podcast? I'm or? not trying to end anything. I thought you were. I thought it was like, okay, Nate, I was going to say, we, it's true because we, even when it comes down to living life day to day, we think that we're building towards something that will come yeah. and then that will be the destination. Yeah. Um, on a clubhouse, uh, are there rooms? They're called rooms. rooms I don't yeah. remember anymore. <laughs> Hello, what's clubhouse? I don't go on that it, place. Anymore. It's called clubs. Yeah. <laughs> club in the hallway in the hallway. there is a hallway there is a hallway huh. which is interesting <laughs> it, it, is, it is a time it's a fantastic app idea huh, true. right for what it was i mean it's there's spaces now on twitter exactly now yeah. up to i've never actually Kerliga. been in a space is it good i think we're good okay. i think i think we're <laughs> sorted oh yeah uh, i was saying in a, in a room uh the topic was like what's your legacy what do you want your legacy to be um and It was very interesting because people were talking and then this one girl came and she's like, I can't remember if it was a girl or someone else or whatever. Someone said, your legacy is every day. That's right. Every single day. That's right. If you were to die tomorrow, what you're doing today is your legacy. That's Are it. you happy with that? That's it, yeah. And I was like, wow. 
because everyone's like oh i want my legacy to be that you know i you know build an orphanage and i you know have a you know yeah this that all these yeah. amazing yeah. things yeah. valid yeah. things sure. that i'm sure all of us are working towards but what are you doing today that you know you'll be proud for tomorrow? Well, the, the the thing is, with these writ large goals, right, uh, the people who end up achieving them, or, or you know, yeah, achieving them is, is, the, word, is the language to use, and they, you will see them make some small, meaningful step, take some small, meaningful step towards those goals every day, mm-hmm. right? And I think Bruce Lee said this, that paralyze kar de, hmm. but take some small meaningful step right? yeah. instead of being like jab main ek actor ban jaunga, uske baad main orphanage kholunga. orphanage kholna hai na goal kya hai orphanage kholna hai orphanage mein kya hota hai what's the purpose of an orphanage to take care of children work towards it do it like start with start with whatever you can afford whatever you can pay you know it's 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 right there dude your, your, it's, it, your legacy is unfolding as you speak you know and uh and yeah you we often live we like we're numb you know we live um such uninspired lives because we think again we think we're not enough well mm. we've we've been building our legacy our story our protagonist all this time and here's what's interesting the building is the goal there was no uh, pot of gold at the end of the rainbow. There was no uh, happy ending. The building was the point. You know, going through it was the point. <laughs> it's like that, you know, that quote by our Lord and Savior, Miley Cyrus. Oh, fuck that, dude. <laughs> Ain't about how fast I get there. Yeah. Ain't about what's waiting on the other side. It's the climb. It's the climb. Is the climb also? The climb. Also, uh, I think Albert Camus said this, or Frederick <laughs> Frederick Nietzsche said this. I'm gonna get back. Uh, I'm gonna get this back. All right, yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, uh, I think Albert Camus or Frederick Nietzsche said this. One must imagine Sisyphus happy. Mm. You know who Sisyphus is? The so guy who pulls pushes the rock up the hill. Right. And, and, mm. and he's cursed because rock bada hota jata hota jata until it crushes him. Mm. But then he's he's revived, so he's immortal. But mm. he can't do anything other than just push the rock up the hill. Mm. So the the concept is that the pushing of the rock is the goal. It's not about getting it up the right. hill. Mm-hmm. It's about doing the thing, man. How is that different from the Miley Cyrus quote? Because it's an old European white dude. <laughs> Come on. Well, this is a young Eurocentric North American Person. white girl. Yeah, who, who has by the way vocals for days oh yeah 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 days you know the whole personality takes up a lot of her uh you know celebrity or what have you but for days oh amazing yeah Uh, absolutely amazing yeah yeah i can't remember the last song i heard by her but definitely i can remember the last song i heard by her what what song was it you know no wrecking ball oh i love that song yeah yeah vocals for days like i said yeah i came in like no never no that's not happening please <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no i don't want to destroy that no i ruined that song yeah um but anika this has been wonderful thank you i'm glad that you're back i think uh you'll you'll do wonderful things um i can't wait to see what you do next i do hope that you you start the content creation thing thank you uh please for whoever lives under a rock and doesn't follow you uh your social medias 
इंस्टाग्राम एंड देन यूट्यूब और ट्विटर है ना ये तीन ही आपके फेसबुक है फेसबुक नहीं देना हमें सो इंस्टाग्राम क्या It's at Pakistan. Pakistan. I didn't want to ask you what that's about. I'm surprised you didn't. <laughs> <laughs> the video is done now. <laughs> no, it's not done. Cut it. I'm no, kidding. Kidding. Um, <laughs> no. Uh, well, <laughs> this is terrible. <laughs> Getting into a new. Um, so I used to listen to a lot of pop punk. Okay. In in my teens, and I think going into my early twenties. Um, so, so give me an example of pop punk, like Lip Biscuit stuff like this. Yeah. Uh, sure. Um, there's uh, Panic at the Disco. Yeah. Um, fuck. Why am I forgetting all the names? Yeah. Panic at the Disco. Uh, Fall Out Boy. Fall Out Boy is uh, good. MCR, which was more emo, but I was very emo as well. MCR concert. My Chemical Romance. Oh yeah, dude. Okay. Yeah. 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 I heard one or yeah, huh. yeah. Uh, a lot of like alternative metal. Like I used to listen to a lot of a lot of uh, Breaking Benjamin, Three Days Grace, Three Days Grace, okay. um, Linkin Park. Yeah, of course. Huh? Of course. Naturally, yeah. the, huh. it goes that thing. In the end, yeah, yeah, yeah. In the end, nothing. Really, yeah. No. Sure. <laughs> no, no, <laughs> like Hollywood undead. Like a lot of a lot of, and I'm not. I can't remember half okay. bands. Okay. Right yeah, now. sure. But that, okay. You know when you so put on the spot, and you don't know the. I'm sorry. No. Bands I, you like. I didn't mean I, to. I'm not. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, as in like. I, I mean, yeah. maybe you. Uh, maybe I. I'm even know. wearing a Green Day shirt. Green Day, of course. American Idiot Day. and all that. Ah yes. Yeah. Okay. Green Day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love Green Day so much. Bolivar or Broken Dreams? Because any kata. Ha 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 ha. This is that's their most famous. That's the first song I learned on guitar. Nice. Yeah. So, so punk. Yeah. So that was me, and then Istan was like Pakistan, and yeah. then, and then that kind of obviously the emo phase and the punk phase kind of faded off. The name stayed, and then I was like, mm, I think I see it more as like a, uh, I see myself as an outlier okay. of of a lot of, you know, st- not stereotypes. What's the word? Outlier of of a lot of standards set by society. And so you dissent. Sure. Dissension. Uh, what's interesting is the punk culture actually comes from dissent. Mm-hmm. It's a subculture. It's mm-hmm. a subversive subculture. Mm-hmm. That's what it is. So you dissent. Pakistan dissents. There we go. Beautiful. It comes full circle. Yeah, alhamdulillah. Alhamdulillah. But yeah, I, I see it more as like a you know my space. I want I want people who feel like they don't belong to feel sp- safe in it. That's where the Istan comes from. Wow. Yeah. Beautiful. Like a place for punks to belong. A place for punks to belong, and also everyone else now. Uh, everyone else because now. she's big time <sighs> actor. Take it away from me. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> What's it called? Um, uh, and and YouTube. YouTube's the same. Pakistan. Yeah. And Twitter. Yeah, same. Pakistan. Everywhere is everywhere. Pakistan. Soon there's gonna be merch, and I'm gonna Inshallah. be even more insufferable. In- you're definitely sufferable. Thank you. Yeah. But um, yeah, it won't be very soon. <laughs> 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 Allah Um yeah. So. Uh, Again, wonderful. I uh, whenever you have time next, whenever you want to come back, I would love to have you. Um, and obviously, kazi ko ijazat de, aane ka ko ab jaane ka. Aane ka ko jaane ka. I I needed that. I know you did. <laughs>